Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, Fuck Yeah! with Ruin Willow podcast. Welcome to my podcast. I'm excited you're here. As always, I love, love, love to create content for you to enjoy. Today, I have a very special guest. She is a repeat guest on the podcast, Lucille Lewis is a poet, erotica writer, and she is on Twitter at Lulu Lewis, Lucio Lewis. And at Twitter, it's L-O-O-L-O-U-L-E-W-I-S. She's also on Medium. And what is so much fun about our chat, it's two women talking about sex and writing erotica. We had so much fun. You are going to love our chat. I had so much fun. She had so much fun. Just stay tuned because it is so luscious and yummy and epic. On my podcast, I talk about all things related to sex and sexuality, sexual health and sexual well-being and erotica. Why? I love to include erotica because it's a part of everyone's sexuality because it's about fantasies. It's about living out fantasies, perhaps fantasies you can't yourself actually do or achieve, but erotica gives you the tools and the space and the know-how and the way to explore those fantasies. And actually, Lucy and I talk about that and we talk about how it's a great tool We also talk about so many things about writing and writing erotica and culture. We just had a great old awesome girls chat about sex and erotica and fantasies and writing. It is, it's really fun and she has the best accent. Seriously. (laughs) She has an awesome, genuine, fun, loving, creative feed on Twitter. So check her out and stick around. If you're under 18, it is time to leave the podcast now, baby love, because this is for adults only. Okay. Are you ready? Come on, let's go. Let's fucking do it. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I am super excited to talk to this guest. And she is here for the second time. Actually, I think that you are the first person that has ever come been a repeat guest on my show. So I'm really excited because we had so much fun talking last time. So I'm just really pumped. Everyone, I want to introduce you to Lucy Lewis. And she is an erotica author and poet. Welcome, Lucy. Oh, thank you, Ren. It's so exciting. I've been so excited about this all week, having another chat with you. The last time was so much fun. It was. I had such a blast. And we just, I don't know, it was just really fun. I just love that we're doing it again. Exactly. So much has happened back then. I think it was last August. And back then I was quite new and it was all sort of me just learning the ropes, really. So it's nice to come back on and and talk about what's been happening since now. I'm very excited. Yes. Now tell me what, I mean, obviously I see you on Twitter and I see you on Medium, but in your own words, tell me what you have done since then. Well, since then I've been adding to sort of series of, of short stories based around one character who I had started last year. And I think I've just added the 11th um, part of that series this week, actually. So that's been quite exciting, seeing how it's based around Charlotte 
and yes. her love interest, Danny. So it's been really, really fun to build their relationship and have them explore themselves and and really get more into the kink world. I've started introducing a lot of that and that's been really fun. Oh, absolutely. Now, is your most recent one, is this the primal desires that you have on Medium? That's the one, yes. Yes, so, I just read that one this morning. It was very hot. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, I loved, I loved writing that. It was so much fun. It's one of these things that you just lose yourself in the story. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now, I haven't read every single installment. So where else do they go in their in your stories? Where, do, where does their journey, where is their journey taken them? So I think the most exciting thing that they did was uh, they had like a, a free use party. So Danny mm. had some of his friends around and had Charlotte sort of collared and leashed. And yeah, they all had a lot of fun exploring exploring that side of the relationship. Mm. So that was a fun one. I've had the getting into a threesome, which was also a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so it's just thinking about the different things that they can explore together. And there's a lot of dialogue about what each of them want out of the experiences and yeah it's been a lot of fun and a a lot of fun talking about them discussing it and knowing what each other wants and that just close communication that's been lovely oh absolutely can I say I just love your accent (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) I so totally do I'm like sitting here mesmerized listening to you I'm like I love it thank you we Scottish lilt (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I love your storyline. And do you continue? Are you planning to continue more stories with these two characters? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that they've just got so far to come because it's it's basically her first steps into that kind of kink world and the BDSM Mm -hmm. world. So that's a lot of fun because it kind of mirrors my own life. I mean, not saying that I've done nearly as much as they've explored together, but yeah. it's nice that we're kind of both learning together. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And so, and then Danny is more advanced, right? He's more been in that world and he's the one that's at the advanced person, not her, correct? Absolutely. It doesn't talk too much about his past at all, but it's very, you can tell that he is the one that has possibly broached the subject and that she's been more than willing to participate and, and go along and learn learn as she goes. Have you ever considered writing his story where he came from at some point? Like what his experiences were? Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Definitely. It would be a lot of fun because you always like an origin story. Even with, I've um, hosted a couple of spaces and invited people to come and kind of talk about their almost origins into the kink world. Mm. And that's a lot of fun to hear people's take on it and mint it and how far they've advanced and yeah, that would be a really good origin story, definitely. I think so too. That would be fascinating. And I think too, it's kind of fun to come to it at some point after they've had all these other stories. Like you can explain so much more about him and why he is the way he is in that kind of a story. I mean, that would be really fun. It really would be. I think there would be a lot to say on that. Yeah. So that would be quite probably more than one short story. I think that would be a series of stories (laughs) for that alone. I know, right? That's awesome too, because you can really explore the character even more, you know? Yes, exactly. That's it. That's, and get into what kind of, how he kind of maybe brought it up to her in the first place and her reaction to hearing about his past. That would be fun. 
Yes, absolutely. And in, in your primal desire story, she obviously has this desire and she wants to be chased down, right? That's something that drives her and really is a lust driver for her. Yes, absolutely. That's it. And the, the excitement, talk a lot about the thrill of the chase and, and mm-hmm. that kind of exhilarating feeling. I remember I hadn't heard of, of a primal kink or anything like that before. And I remember there's a couple of years ago and me and a few friends were playing this game. It's a bit like hide and seek, but mm. you can actually free people that have been found by running towards the base and freeing them. Mm. Now, we're all a bunch of adults doing this. We must have looked bizarre. But it was <laughs> kind of fun. Now I remember running for base to try and release everybody that had been found. Mm. And this guy chasing me down and he was a really fit, athletic guy. And I could feel him <laughs> gaining on me. And yes. my heart going, I genuinely felt like I was being chased by a wolf. And that's how it felt, feel like a bit of fun in that moment. It was nice. almost that terror, that excitement, <laughs> yeah. the determination to outrun him and mm-hmm. all of those feelings that it just must have got all the endorphins going. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that game. <laughs> but yeah, so it's nice putting all those feelings and being able to remember all that and put it into the story itself. Yeah, I love that. I love drawing on my own personal experiences too. And it just makes it so much more real. And I just feel like it makes it so much easier easier to write and put yourself in that character. Yeah, 100%. That's a lot of people have kind of alluded to the fact that Charlotte probably is based around me. Mm. Although, as I say, it's not necessarily all my direct experiences, but certainly things that have crossed my mind and that I've thought a lot about. And I'm like, oh, I need to write that into a story. And sort of live it through her. Absolutely. And I think the other thing too is I'm kind of like that too. Sometimes, well, most of the time, I put at least some piece of myself into a character. It's never fully me, but almost every, I think pretty much every female character I've ever written has at least some sort of piece in me, whether that be big or small, but it is a piece of me somewhere in her. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by... The Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. 
get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be almost impossible not to do that in some sense, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's natural. You're going to draw on some sort of experience or emotion of your own, definitely. Absolutely. And and what I think is cool, too, is a, as a writer, you're not only able to write from Charlotte's perspective. You you can wrap your brain around and be Danny, and you can get your brain there. And that is something that not everyone can do, right? There's something that writers can do authors can do, but not everybody can do it. So it's definitely a talent because you're maybe writing about things that uh, you might like on the other side of, but you may not necessarily be that particular thing, but you can still write it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and it, temptation is to make this character perfect. You want it to be mm. the perfect man, the perfect. And then it's trying to stop yourself doing that because certainly when I write a character, I want them to seem human. And I want people to recognize that this isn't the perfect world and they're not the perfect couple. And I want kind of it to seem really, really natural. And this could be, this could be a real couple. This could be a real character. Then it's easy to get carried away and just, oh, what would my perfect man be? And it's like, no, actually, it's going to be a much better, much more believable story Mm. if this character is just human. Yes, because flaws are human and we want flawed characters too, because that's human. Yeah, yes, totally agree. So what is Danny's favorite kink? Danny's favorite kink, I think he is equally, I think that's where they match up. I think the primal thing as well. Mm-hmm. I think that he likes that control and the, the power and the power exchange that brings. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, this is one that they very much match up with. Certainly when I was writing that, I felt, yeah, this is one that they found together. And they're like, oh, do you know what? This is a perfect match between us and it's very reciprocal and they're both getting out of it exactly what they want. Right. And that's very delicious. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> for for you and for the reader who's reading this story. Absolutely. <laughs> and so you have a lot of poetry also on Medium and on Twitter. What is your favorite type of poetry to write? Do you have a favorite? I do. I I love a haiku. Mm, <laughs> and yes. I, I, I like to pretend that it's not because they're short and neat. Well, come, come quite easily to me. <laughs> I can knock one out in five minutes. And be like, oh. no, nice. <laughs> but don't awesome. get me wrong. I lo- <laughs> but I do like sitting down and doing um, like free poetry. I like the ones that don't really have rules as well. I like to yeah. sit down and mm-hmm. playing with words that that way that you're saying it in your head and you're like, oh, this, this, the sound pattern's really, really pleasing. And then saying it out loud and going, oh yeah, that's really, really nice. Yeah. So it's not got any hard and fast rules, but obviously I have my own way of doing it. Certain words will like rhyme, but not where you would expect them to. And certain words will flow really pretty together and a lot of like assonance. And um, yeah, I, I like just being able to lose myself in it and not sit, having to count out beats having to like count out syllables and things like that and just be free to express myself. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the great thing about poetry. It can be structured, but it doesn't have to be. Absolutely. That's it. I've been trying my hand at a lot of different types of poetry recently because I thought, well, I need to expand. 
I need to learn what I enjoy. And I think the most challenging one that I did was I've written a couple of sonnets. <laughs> and I remember yeah. driving myself <laughs> insane, <laughs> trying to get it right. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. And it was one of my friends who's a much more experienced poet than me. Mm. And it was him that kind of put it into my head and almost challenged me to do it. Mm. And I remember trying and I was driving myself crazy. And I made a lot of jokes about, oh, write a sonnet, they said, it'll be fun, they said, and that kind of situation. Right. But yeah, but once I did it, I was super proud of myself. So I thought, this is something that I, I was tenacious about. It. I was like, no, it's difficult. I'm not giving up. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to have a sonnet at the end of it. And I did. <laughs> and I wrote another one. So I couldn't. You couldn't have been too unhappy with it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And didn't you start Twitter account for that, for Haiku? I did. Has fallen by the wayside at the minute. I keep promising mm. everybody that I'm going to start it back up. <laughs> it's still there, but um, I've not added a prompt for a couple of months because I have, um, I've just finished my penultimate year of my degree. So I got oh. a wee bit sort of caught up in, in all the final preparation and everything. And I thought, you know, I've taken on too much because I'm also the co-host of another prompt word, um, okay. erotic words one. So I was just, I'd taken on too much and I realised that and I thought, no, I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put a pin in it just now and then yeah. we'll start it back up again once I've got time. But now what I found is now that my final project's in, my body's just went, no, just relax. <laughs> Don't do anything that involves any kind of thought. <laughs> yeah, take some break, take a breather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I am planning on starting to back up soon because people were starting to get really into it so it's quite sad that I did kind of yeah. let it go but no I will be starting it back up definitely that's in the on the cards. That's awesome and so you also write erotic poetry correct? Yes I do yeah I do enjoy that I have in my head I want to get a collection together of erotic poetry mm. so I've been just writing it writing it writing it as as and when I get an idea and the hope is eventually I'll end up with sort of 20 poems that I can put into sort of an anthology. So that's nice. the dream. <laughs> Would you care to read one for us? Oh, yes. Right. That would be awesome. <laughs> Luckily, I've got Medium Open because I've just posted a, a micro story. That's my newest idea. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Little 200 word stories. That's easy read, easy write. And yeah, yeah just get the, again, it's all about keeping the creativity flowing and not allowing myself to sit back and and let it slide you know I do my tweets daily but in my, like my tiny little stories daily but I like to do something a bit more meaty right right here we go what have we got okay so I think my most recent one was taste me okay perfect. there we go Right, so this is one in a series of it's four poems I've got at the minute and they're all senses so I've got like, touch me, feel me. I think it's I see you. And this one's taste me. Nice. So it's all sort of based around the senses. Perfect. Right. Okay. So taste me. Taste me. I know you crave it. The look in your eyes gives your hunger away, like a hunter surveying his prey. Preparing to pounce and devour, trail your eager tongue tenderly down my enthralling throat. Scrape your teeth on my sensitive satin skin. Begin your decadent dance, delighting in my every wince. Entrance my mind as you tease and tantalise. Taste me. Prepare to feast. Tether me with your jaw. Meticulously painted marks make me yours. Leviciously licking, gliding down my contoured curves, swirling glistening paths through my exotic mountainscape. Wandering, 
meandering until you arrive at my aching heat. Drink of me ravenous wolf, lap at my fervid fountain, savour my honeyed flavour as you gracefully gorge. Taste me, delight my core with infinity signs of sultry silk, draw delectable desperate breaths from my quivering lips, cast me callously over the cliff into eternal pits of oblivious bliss, an earthquake in my soul, tremoring, spewing lava from within. Spinning in a pool of serenity, my body floats euphorically free. Now come forth, my love. Press your lips to mine. I want to taste me. There we go. That is so sensual and sexy. Just wonderful. Thank you. I feel like I've read that one. Where do you have that? That's on Medium as well at the moment. Um, oh, okay, okay. So you may have there. I've also, I have done a reading of it. It was a while back now because I wrote it a wee while back. When did I write it? Oh, in February. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. That was very wonderful. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thank you for asking me to. I do like reading my poetry. I always yes. like to hear how the sounds go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that does that does flow. Because <laughs> you always doubt yourself. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's also so very different when you read it out loud than when you say it in your head. Definitely. Especially when you can hear the sound patterns and and the way the words are pronounced and things. It is sometimes, as you say, in your head, you don't quite get when you read out loud. You're like, oh, yeah, I can hear those sounds now. And yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. You're right. Absolutely. So tell me about you're working on a novel, right? Tell me about that. Well, this is quite exciting a project. It's one of my friends. He's been my beta reader and I've been his beta reader for over a year now. Mm, and um, he's recently had novel published and somebody asked him would you ever co-write this this just happened to be on Twitter and he said only I would only ever consider it with and named me so Mm. I kind of jokingly went right I'm in kind of half jokingly (laughs) (laughs) and and immediately messaged me and says seriously I've got a project for us if you're interested I would love you to help out and um, co-write it with me So he told me his premise and I loved it. I thought it was an amazing story. And yes, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, it's basically about almost voyage of self-discovery. And it's about somebody discovering his ex-loves. And he's got in his mind how everything went between them. And then you hear the other side of the the coin Mm. and along the way there's just a lot of a lot of fun things so it sounds like it's going to be really fun it's going to have erotic elements he's a great writer of um he normally does more horror things but this one's yeah. it's not into the horror it's more but it's like thrilling it's it's all this everything's happening and you're sort of along for the ride and it's just yeah I'm excited it's going to be good fun that's awesome. Now, do you have a plan about how you're going to go about writing it together? Are you going to write different pieces, you each take pieces, or will you work on the same scenes? So a bit of both. There's mm-hmm. the the main storyline when I'll really come in when the female characters come along. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try and write the dialogue together in the moment. So when there's going to be this exchange between the two characters, he and I are going to get together on a sort of Zoom meeting or or even just messaging back and forth with mm-hmm. what that dialogue is going to look like. So it should be fun. It should make it, hopefully, it'll make it more real that it's like a proper conversation yeah. between two people. So that's going to be a lot of fun to do. 
Absolutely. That sounds very interesting. I can't wait to can't wait to read it. Yeah, he's well, you know, he sent me a little blurb about it actually. Oh. Join like me to read it. It's not long. Yes. Right, let me find it just now. I think it's here. Right, there we go. And I did have it ready. Oh, that's okay. Take your time. <laughs> Thank you. Here it is. So Josh Reynolds is a has-been writer who uses sex to cover up his pains of his failure. Out of work and options, Josh accepts a gig in Boston to help an ageing R&B singer write a song that will reignite his relevance. With the ideas being few and far between, Twizzle insists that the pair, accompanied by a surly music produ producer, sorry, embark on a road trip, playing tourists on an exploration of George Josh's past. With every ex-lover Josh is forced to sit down with, he realises that not only can you not escape your past, but you should embrace it and then fuck it. <laughs> nice. So he, I wasn't surprised that he added a little last bit in, but <laughs> he's, got, he's got a wicked sense of humour. But yeah, so very excited to be starting that this month. I love that punch at the end. That's perfect. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Good blurb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's very awesome. So what is your favorite topic to write on for erotica? Do you have one that's like your top favorite? My top favorite? I I really enjoy writing about uh, sort of outdoor, outdoor pursuits. It's something that I now... I'm not able to enjoy myself like I used we used to very carefully obviously like to sort of sneak into a bush or something and in, in our mm. youth but however now as adults now that we know right. better it's not something you can really play to so I just love writing about that because it's something that I used to really enjoy that I can't now and so writing about it sort of itches like scratches that itch yeah yeah oh I can totally understand that <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's, it's just, it makes it more real. I think too, that's, that's something that you like. It's, you can just really explore it. Exactly. That's it. And I think that's why I love writing so much. There are things that realistically, as much as I would think about it and imagine that it's not something I'm ever going to partake in and it's not something that I'm going to pursue. So being able to write it down and imagine how that would play out is a lot of fun. And it does allows you to live live it without actually living it really. Right. Which is also what's great about erotica too, because other people can do that too by reading it and they can experience and really live it out too as the character as they read it. Absolutely. That's it. Exactly. I mean, there's people have actually messaged me saying something I've always thought about and I, I thought it was a bit, you know, it was a bit funny that I would think about it. Now you're writing about it and I know that it's not as strange as I thought it was. And it's <laughs> nice actually to kind of bring that out in people. And they're like, oh, actually, no, it's okay to be into, into sex and into erotica and, yes, you know, definitely and enjoy it and just, yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we are all more kinky than realize. I mean, there are people, everybody has a kink. And it's one way to explore it, to live it is through erotica and reading erotica and writing erotica. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's the thing I find, especially it's my mind, like watching pornography and, and things like that doesn't mm -hmm. really do much for me. Whereas reading something and being able to picture yourself in that scene and being able to just let yourself imagine with the writer I just think that's wonderful. And I think it just, just so satisfying. I love it. I do. 
Well, absolutely. And I feel like it also just, you get so much more immersed when you're reading something versus watching it. Like you said, with porn, it's more, you just get so much more immersed when you're, you're reading an erotic story as a reader. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause you're, you're then free. You can decide what the characters look like and you can decide how they sound. And I think the problem for me with pornography is I'm watching and you think, just doesn't seem realistic. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. And you're sort of, I almost can't get out of my head in that way. Then. Whereas yeah. with erotica, you're free to imagine it how you want it to be your ideal scenario, really, isn't it? What's also great about that, for the way I think about it, is it also can create help you create a fantasy for yourself after you have read it. And it's much harder to do that if you've, you've watched a video of something, you know, because you're yeah. not in it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I completely agree. I, am, I always have a joke with one of my other erotic writer friends. I'm like, every time I read your stuff, I come away with a new kink. <laughs> because you're I love like, that. So I was like, it's getting ridiculous now. But it is. It's because you can imagine it and, and all the feelings and the, and the emotions and everything and things that you hadn't considered before. And yeah, yeah it is, it's a wonderful way of exploring things, definitely. What a great compliment you that comment is to yeah. your, your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Wrote it very well. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never that's seen awesome. that as sexy before, but now <laughs> I know, right? So that's like that's a good writer, right? To top like that. We're like, oh no, that's a, that seems sexy. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that is that's the hallmark of a great writer. <laughs> <laughs> so true. What inspired you to become a writer? And and did you start with poetry or did you start with stories? It's something I've always, always, always loved doing. I used to, even as a teenager, write short stories. Um, and I remember one of my teachers reading one and saying, you have to get this published. You have to mm. send it off to somebody, get it published. But of course, as a 16-year-old, yeah. I was like, oh, no, it's not. They're just saying that. They're telling me what I want to hear. Right. And they're uh-huh. biased. They're my teacher. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's something I never, ever pursued. And I remember when I was 25, I sent off for a writing course, which mm. much to my husband's disgust is still in the attic. It's never been looked at. Oh. <laughs> I paid for it. <laughs> but then kind of life took over and we started having children. And I was like, no, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. Yeah. So I would just write for fun and I would write, write poetry in people's cards, like their greeting cards and things. And of course, mm. I'd write my husband's certain poetry, not that he's mm-hmm. interested particularly in poetry, although <laughs> he liked it from me because it's from me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was something I've done, I've dabbled in, but I wouldn't have dreamed of sharing. Mm. And then I just, I'd written a piece because I'd got quite involved, I'm sure I spoke about it last time, quite involved in erotic hypnosis. Mm. Oh, sure. So I was quite inspired to write a poem about it. Mm. And then it was about my favorite, favorite hypnosis. I was like, I should share it with him. It's about him. He's inspired poetry. I should yeah. really share it with him. So Absolutely. I did. And I was like, oh, art inspiring art or something like that. And I sent him this poem and he loved it. And I was like, you know, I should really share my things. It's so sad that I write so much and never get seen by more than maybe one or two people. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to start putting it out there. Yeah. And just Mm -hmm. forgetting my nervousness, forgetting my self-doubt and just put there. And whoever likes it, likes it. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. It's fine. And then... Is that when you started medium or did... At that point, no, I was just mm. like writing out in a document and then I was tweeting with a link to it and things like that. Ah, so, okay. And then from that, I was meeting a lot of people in the erotic writing world through Twitter and I was reading some of their things. 
And I was like, oh, do you know, I really fancy giving this a go. Yes. <laughs> I thought that's going to be something I could really enjoy and I could really lose myself in and just seemed to make sense from there to start. And it's when I started writing erotic uh, mm. stories that I decided Medium was a good platform for that. I, I like Medium too. I, I need to write more there than I do, but I really do like it. I, I think it's a great space is because it's again it's like a little community isn't it and I like mm-hmm. that community spirit and you, you read so many great writers there and and oh, it is yeah. it's, it's really I do I thoroughly enjoy it I mean never going to make no millions there but it's just <laughs> a really nice space and people are so supportive and I just yeah it's lovely it is and you know it's just nice also to connect with other people and you know your stuff is getting read it's just it's great and, and yeah you can make a little bit of money and you know it's just It's a great option for so many people. Yeah, I definitely agree. It was one of my poet friends that suggested it. And I'm so glad that he did because it's lovely. I mean, I've never got into writing to make any money from it anyway. It's just for the sheer love of it. Mm -hmm. And to share that with other people and gives you the perfect, it is the perfect platform for that. It is. It is. Yeah, I came to it too because another writer suggested it to me too. And I, I didn't really know much about it. And they were talking to me about it. And I'm like, huh why not try, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Tell me about one of your favorite pieces or the best, what you consider one of your best pieces. And what was it about? Was it poetry or was it a story? Oh, that's a question. My favorite piece. Do you know the one I'm most proud of? And it's not even erotic. It's a horror story. (laughs) Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. I, there was call for writing um it was reimagination of the brothers grim tales mm, yeah so I did follow on from Hansel and Gretel and I just found it hilarious how dark my mind is I didn't know <laughs> I'm always full <laughs> of sweetness and light normally in real life and right, I'm just like right. I'm writing things and I'm like oh oh that's dark <laughs> I know right I can do that too and I, yeah it's kind of shocking at times but it's still you I know right <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think the reason I, I love it so much and I'm so proud of it is because it's completely out of the norm for me. And it was a challenge mm-hmm. I set myself. And although I wasn't accepted, it's still for me, it's one of my biggest achievements getting that story. And I know people have read it and have really enjoyed it. So that's probably my most memorable favorite piece, really. Nice. And did you put that one on Medium? And what's the name of it? Yes, it is. It's there. Is um what did I call it actually? Or if you just kind of know the name. I mean, I was kind of remembering titles. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be Hansel and Gretel. I think it was maybe the After Times. I called it Hansel. Oh yeah, Hansel and Gretel. The After Times. I called it, and it's basically about we all know what happened in the famous story, and they push the witch mm-hmm. into the, the furnace and all that. But my reimagination of the whole thing was what if they didn't push her into the furnace? What then? And mm. so it's what happened. It's like a few years on from all of that and what's happening now. So yeah, it was good fun. That's awesome. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very intriguing. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> so how do you prioritize for writing? I know you're talking about being busy and uh, how do you, how do you make time for it? Um, it's, it is really, that's a really difficult one to be honest, because I have four children. Mm-hmm. And I, I work. remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I work evenings and obviously studying the day. So it is so difficult. So I like Friday evenings. My mm-hmm. husband will take all, all the children away and mm-hmm. I'll get a couple of hours then. 
Nice. And then just trying to grab an hour here and there, to be honest. So it's mm-hmm. literally as and when I find myself alone or I find that everything's a bit settled. And I think, right, I'll sneak my laptop away into another room and mm-hmm. I'll I'll sit and write something. So, yeah. yeah, it's literally there's not even much of a, a plan about when, apart from the Friday, which I like to have a full two hours on. It's just as and when I can manage it. And so since it's more of a struggle for you to find time, do you find you ever have writer's block or is it just when you sit down, just so much is built up that it just comes out and you're never, you never have writer's block? Touch wood, I've never had the writer's block of not, um, possibly mm. with some poetry, I just won't be in the mood. Mm-hmm. I think that my poetry, I have to be in a poetic mood. Like there has to be some sort of high emotion, whether it be in love or like sad or some sort of high emotion that I'll sit down and write poetry other than that we'll never get writer's block with erotica say because I've got so many ideas swirling <laughs> around my head and I'm like oh, it's almost yes. like my fingers can't keep up with my brain oh yes I know exactly how that is I'm like that too <laughs> I have so many ideas like it's just not enough time <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> So do you have to get in the mood to write erotica or is it, or is it easy for you to just sit down when you have that moment and boom, you're, you're in it? Definitely. I can just sit down and that's, I think once I start writing, maybe the first couple of sentences, I'll be like, mm, it'll be going slowly. And as soon as I start getting into the story, that's it. I'm in the mood for it. And I'm like, right, I can sit here. I could sit here forever writing this. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely, one of my, well, my friend that I'm going to be writing the novel with, he's my main beta reader. And he said that he's like, you can tell when you've just sat down to start writing because it's sort of a bit slow. He says, what well, his big thing for me is, is like, once you get into it, it's amazing. Then go back to the first paragraph, he says, and just rewrite that. <laughs> I'm like, right, yeah. okay. So you can <laughs> see that maybe I've sat down and I've just started, and then I get into it very much so. Oh, yeah. Do you keep a list of, of story ideas or do you just keep them in your head? I just keep them in my head at the minute. I'm sure once I've written a lot more I'm going to have to start keeping some sort of notes so I'm not like covering old ground so yeah just the scenarios I've already used and ones I suppose again once I've used a lot of more scenarios I'm going to have to start keeping a note of ones I haven't used and that I can going forward the moment I find that I know which ones I've covered already so I know that if I sit down it's not going to be something I've already done right. I'm sure this time next year I'll be sitting here with a notepad full <laughs> right <laughs> well, maybe, maybe by then you'll even be done with the book and that'll be a whole new thing. <laughs> oh, yes, that would be. <laughs> it's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, I talk a good talk. Is this ever going to happen? I know what I'm like, yeah. but hopefully, yeah, that would be lovely. The thought of sitting there, a finished, an actual finished project. Yes, that would be awesome. So who is your biggest inspiration? Do you have, do you have someone that you could name? Oh, my biggest inspiration. I think the person that I would name that actually probably got me into starting to write erotica was, um, he writes under the pen name Alec Lake. Oh, um, yes. Okay. I know. I've yeah. seen his name around. Mm-hmm. Yes. He used to write the, similar to me, does little BSSs. And then he, I won a competition he ran to write like a piece for me, specifically like whoever won this competition would get like a commission piece. Mm. And he wrote it and I read it and I loved it. So then I, I read a few more of his stories and that was when the, the light bulb just went in my head and I went, this is what I want to do. I want to write yeah. this. So he was definitely my big inspiration for starting writing. I mean, there's just so many great erotic writers around in the community and it's it's great to read all their stuff and get kind of 
ideas about writing styles and how to improve your own writing style. And I just think it's, yeah, it's a great place to be as a writer. Oh, absolutely. Now, do you run into any people in your real life that judge you for writing erotica or have like negative opinions about what you're writing? And oh, how do you absolutely. deal with that? Yeah. 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 Um, well, my family, <laughs> <laughs> they're not super happy about the whole situation. So my sister isn't specific, isn't very happy about it. But I just say to her, like, it's writing. It's like any other thing. Yes. Everybody has, you know, everybody enjoys sex. Well, most people enjoy sex and mm-hmm. everybody, well, again, most people do it and it's absolutely no different to writing anything else. And I was like, exactly. so, but um, she doesn't like me talking about it at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I run into that too. And it's a bit frustrating because for people like us who are artists and creators, writers, authors, it's just writing in another genre and uh, writing about fantasy that's reality too. And sex is reality. We People have sex. And so hiding that is like, just kind of like denying a whole area of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, can't imagine just pretending that side of life doesn't exist and doesn't deserve to be sort of highlighted in writing. I mean, all the great poets were, were absolutely inspired by love and sex. Yes. You know, it goes back as far as poetry itself and it, ignore that and to not have the writers sort of writing in that style with just wouldn't No, you couldn't have writing without having erotica. Yeah, it's not it's not reality if you leave that out, in my opinion. And, that, you know, romance is great, but really, to me, erotica is just romance expanded and it includes reality in it and also fantasy. So leaving it out is just well, <laughs> yes, I completely, completely agree. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's not even accurate to real life. So I just think it's weird that people have such strong opinions about it. And I don't know why it would bother other people. I did. That's the part I don't get. It's like, you don't have to read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so with my sister. I'm like, I am not making you read this. Why exactly. you've got such a, yeah, why you're so upset that I write it. And the hilarious thing is her friends love it. Oh, <laughs> it was like, oh, have you done fantastic. any new stories you can send me? <laughs> I love that. That is just perfect, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> to just, I think, we think we've moved on so much, but I think that deep sort of set, thought mindset of oh, sex is dirty we shouldn't talk about it now that's oh. something for behind closed I know, doors right? I think that's what it is and we're like oh, we've been through the 70s and free love come on <laughs> exactly <Don't be> ridiculous <laughs> exactly oh it's so frustrating isn't it yeah. you, you bump into these judgmental people it's just you know they, they, they aren't obligated to look at it or read it so just move on <laughs> absolutely exactly yes <laughs> <laughs> do you ever feel inspired or use pieces of people you know in your characters other than yourself obviously we talked about you using yourself and your own thoughts but do you use other people in your life um funnily enough I don't think I ever have um I'm trying to think if I ever have I don't think so I know there's a lot of authors who do mm-hmm. who are like oh because I've had a few people say go and tell me one of your fantasies because I can't think of what to write about and I'd love to sort of so I've had that happen and I'm like do you know what that's a great idea it's a great idea if especially these are writers that write relentlessly they're knocking out brilliant story after brilliant story and I'm like oh I've not done one in months but it's they're wonderful and I can imagine how you would start going 
what have I not spoke about? What have I not covered? Is there anything else that I can write? And that's what a great way to get overcome that. Do you have any interesting quirks about your writing that, that you would like to talk about that you do or think about or like, you know, some people have to eat a certain thing or drink a certain thing or they have these like weird quirks associated with their writing. Do you have anything like that? I mean, I do tend to always pour a coffee first. I don't know. That's become a bit of a thing. Uh, one of my favorite quirks, I, I would say, is if I'm in a bit of a silly mood and I will be sitting writing and something that I find amusing, I'll type it in as a bit of a like hee hee moment. And then I, <laughs> I don't like to remove it then because I'm like, ah, I better remove it. And then I'm like, I don't want to, though. It's really funny. And I tend to leave it in. So I've got a few stories with one line of just ridiculousness and then, oh, then nice. it gets back into the story and I'm like on one hand I think is that going to put people off <laughs> people could be like oh I was just getting into the sexiness of it there and now yeah and now it's, but and that's one of the things I've tweeted about that a couple of times if I've said it and, I, and it makes me laugh it's staying in unfortunately <laughs> right oh exactly I, it makes it very interesting I'm sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure one of them was um, said that he enveloped her like a fajita. <laughs> that was like, oh, right, nice. sorry, that's staying. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, true. Eh? It's like all cozy and tight. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so do you hear much from fans? Do fans give you some feedback? Yes, I, I do. I get some lovely feedback. And one actually recently had came to me and asked me, if I would do a commission, which is something mm, I yeah. don't normally do because, again, I've got so much other things on. I don't like to commit to things. Um, I says, well, do you know what? I'm at a point at the minute where I I'm, don't have other sort of commitments writing-wise for like essays or things. So I says, yeah, I'll take it on. And I've, I enjoyed it so much. And he gave me fantastic feedback. And I thought, you know, for the next couple of months, I might, I might just open up for commissions. I've said that today, actually. I might just see if there's anybody else that would like one, because I just found it such a really fun experience. And it was nice having almost, because you have to keep quite in touch with them because it's their mm. story, not my story, which I'm not used yeah. to. So it's another challenge, really. Mm. Yes. Oh, I bet. I've never done that. So basically they kind of give you a structure or uh, what you, what they want the character to do or say, or what kind of things do you get? So this particular one was fan fiction. So he sent mm. me like an excerpt of the of the writing that it's from to give me mm. an idea of the style okay. and then yeah basically told me what sort of things he wanted specifically for me to sort of talk about but then I would be writing it and I'd think oh I really need to ask I don't want to just put things mm. in that maybe I'm okay with but they might not be and you don't know are they going to be a mm -hmm. bit squeamish if I'm too descriptive over things and so there was uh. that back and forth of is there anything you don't like is there anything that's going to put you off and is there anything that must be included and so it's not that they gave me the structure necessarily but yeah what what their must-haves were and what mm. their mustn't-haves were and, then, and this was an yeah. erotic story it was yeah nice. so it was a story that didn't typically it had a love story but not any of the erotic side of it so that was what he was keen to add in where the the story sort of where it would make sense in the story where he wanted erotic pieces in like inserted into the story kind of Exactly. That's it. Yeah. So he gotcha. gave me the excerpt for when it ends and where he wanted my part to begin. That was a really, really good challenge. I loved it. Oh, I bet. And then is this something that just a story that he just keeps for himself then? Um, 
Yes, I've asked him uh, not to share it because with fan fiction, there can be sort of copywriting issues because mm, obviously gotcha, yeah. the original story isn't. So I did say, like, I don't want this published. I won't be publishing it. He says, well, would you mind if I showed it to a couple of close friends? I says, well, that's fine. Mm. I'm not going to put my name on it. Sure. And that's up to yourself if you want to show it to close friends, but don't just don't publish it anywhere. So, right. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> and so you're <laughs> hoping to do more of that. Yeah, just, yeah, if anybody wants a specific topic covered and maybe they they don't write themselves and they, again, they're more into the written word, then, yeah, it's something nice to be able to do for somebody. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I think that's great. So how has your experience been on Twitter? Have you enjoyed posting on Twitter and interacting with people? And how does that go for you? Mostly, yes. As with any social media, of course, there's been bumps in the road and mm-hmm. <laughs> moments where I think, is this for me? Am I am I thick skinned enough to be dealing yeah. with people? As, well, I, luckily, it's the vast, vast minority. Mm-hmm. And I had like I've had a bit of a sort of harassment slash stalking issue with with somebody mm-hmm. that sure. I ended up having to report to the police. So that wasn't a fun experience. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, and now goes with the territory though you just mm-hmm. yeah uh, yep. yeah which does beg the question sometimes you have to look at yourself and go is this for me can I am I strong enough to deal with this and most of the time I come out thinking well do you know 99.9% of the people that any interactions with have been wonderful they've been supportive yeah. they've been mm-hmm. they've been respectful and yep. they're the ones that you have to focus on and these people that are maybe you know not so respectful and and are out there to get what they want and don't really care about how other people feel think you know you get that in real world as well just have to kind of deal with it as it comes along really so in general overall I've thoroughly enjoyed my experience on Twitter and I think that the the right community is just wonderful and yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it absolutely and you you can't control what other people are going to think and you can't control what they're going to say or do but you you can block them, of course. But yeah, you can't control what other people are going to say or do. So, you know, it's like, are you going to live your life hidden or you're going to do what you want to do? Exactly. That's it. 100%. And as long as you deal with it, I always like to think I deal with it in mature and reasonable way. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm never unpolite with people. And yeah, how they behave really tells tells more about them than it does anybody else. And as long as they can look at themselves in the mirror, I know that <laughs> <laughs> I know that I'm okay. I'm like, no, I have dealt with that well. I was nothing but polite. And yep. you know, there we go. But that's it. And that's the same in real life. You have to be firm but fair, really. It's it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think everybody's got a story to tell about about online trolls and things. That's true. I mean, there are trolls out there that I mean, I've been targeted too. You know, it just it happens. And it like you said, you do have to have a thick skin. It comes with the territory. I mean, you know, kind of in the public eye a little bit and it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, 100%. find that especially with the content we write, yeah. people almost feel like it's acceptable to speak to us in a certain way that they wouldn't speak mm-hmm. to somebody in any other right. kind <laughs> of community, you know. Yeah, and you think they, you're almost property almost become, don't you? And it's, yeah. you, some people forget there's a human behind the keyboard. Right. Oh, exactly. And when you post, do you ever post things about what you're doing in your daily real life? Or do you just kind of stick more with 
I mean, obviously I'm seeing your posts, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) do you just tend to like stick more to posting your erotica and your fiction? Do you, do you like to do a mix? Like what's your, what's your game plan for that? Yeah, I'm definitely a big mix, which is Mm -hmm. quite hilarious sometimes because it'll be like (laughs) dirty, 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 dirty super super wholesome yeah (laughs) yeah it's like real life stuff and it is it's a bizarre mix and I I definitely accept that I'm like oh you just don't know what you're gonna get one tweet to the next with me well you know you're a whole person so you're portraying a whole person and you're being genuine so that's that's great I think (laughs) I think you know that's quite important to me actually I like people Mm -hmm. getting to know me again it's about that putting a human behind the the poster and the and the content I yes. am obviously a real person I've got real life I mm-hmm. you know that's what makes me me and I really like to put that across to people so that they they are feeling like they're getting the real genuine article rather than just this person that's pretending almost yeah. I decided mm-hmm. that quite early on and yep. I thought no I'm just gonna if I think it I'm posting it and <laughs> there we go mm-hmm. whatever whatever happens <laughs> Real and organic, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. Are you on any other social media platforms or do you just kind of stick to Twitter? I just stick to Twitter. I did make a profile on Instagram and then I tried to get around it and I went, oh, I don't know. I don't get it. And I kind of just gave up on that. I'm sure if I spent any kind of time on it, I would get my head around it. But when Twitter works so well for me and again, it's not, I'm just happy to be read. I'm not. Yeah trying to take over the writing world already that I'm just like you know if 20 people really like my stuff then that makes me happy and and that's fine by me that's your would you call that your definition of success as a writer or do you think it's something else (laughs) yeah that's it 20 people that like my stuff that's it that's my success (laughs) I think it's just really nice to get just even hearing that one person that you affected I completely agree Yeah, I have been almost reduced to tears. I have welled up before with somebody Mm, who's just had the most wonderful feedback. And they're like, Mm. you're the first person that I look for when I log on to Twitter. You're the first person's account that I visit. And I'm just like, awesome. so sweet (laughs) (laughs) what a wonderful feeling absolutely wonderful thing to hear it is it is and I mean compliments are lovely aren't they you can't you can't Mm. get away from it it's just like oh so it's so nice to be affirmed in that way that what you're doing is affecting somebody out there and it's lovely it is it's just fantastic and when you do hear that kind of stuff the bad stuff but the trolls makes it a little bit less significant each time you hear something like that it just kind of squishes that back down and 100 absolutely Mm -hmm. i agree completely so it's important (laughs) when people are listening it's important for tell a writer you like them tell a the content creator, you like what they're doing because it really, really makes a huge difference and it's going to be so moving. Oh, I completely agree. I remember having this conversation actually with a voice fit actor friend of mine mm, and nice. he was like, oh, you're dishing out the compliments. I'm like, well, I'm dishing them out because it's deserved. I can, yeah. you know, you've worked hard on that. You deserve to be told how good it is and what you did, what you did well. And I like to, I don't just like to say to somebody, oh, that was good. I'm like, no. And it will seem like I'm bombarding the compliments, but I'm like, well, no, because will anybody else tell them that what they've done is a good job? Yeah, right. Probably, possibly not. Maybe some people will, but I, I do like to take my teeth into that and tell somebody who's got talent what makes them special. And again, to hear that 
back. It just drives you, it spurs you on, and it makes you think, do you know what, that this is, I'm going to keep going with this because I can do it. People enjoy it. And it's, yeah, I agree completely. If you like something that somebody does, if you like their work, tell them they're going to be mm-hmm. over the moon. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, that person who thought that they were, you know, you were, you're gushing about them. Well, you know what? Sometimes it's the truth. Absolutely. Well, that's it. I <laughs> wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't gush over something that I was like, oh, well, that right. was all right. I'll probably <laughs> like it and go, oh, well done. But if I'm gushing, right. it's because I'm sitting there going, that is talent. That's wonderful. That's hard work. You can see the effort put in there. And yeah, then it is nice to have that rewarded. Yeah. And you were moved. I mean, you're moved enough to gush. So that's, yes. that's that should be told that told to that person. hundred <laughs> percent. It's five minutes, five minutes out of your day and somebody else feel worthwhile. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel like there are people on Twitter that you have found that are just really good friends and almost like coworkers because you both write erotica? If you feel or experience those kinds of things? 100% definitely I've made some really lovely friendships actually and it's quite amazing actually how close you can become with somebody you've never met essentially yes. just through similar interests and yeah that well I'll read anything you do if you want feedback send it to me I'll read it first and back and, right. and just knowing you have somebody or if you're struggling with something you know you've got somebody that you can just go oh and then just vent and get it all out and then they come back with sort of ways that they've maybe dealt with similar. And I just think it's amazing the friendships you can make and never having yes. set eyes on somebody. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I agree totally. And I, and I think it's valuable. And I don't think that you you can create a friendship without having to lay eyes on them. I think it's totally possible and it's legit. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. My husband's always laughing at me saying, you never been taught about stranger danger because you're sitting speaking to a friend and it's like, oh, if you come to Scotland, we'll meet up with you. I'll give you a tour. Yeah. There's about three people that I'm like genuinely planning on meeting at some point. And my husband's like, you can't just meet up with these internet strangers. I'm like, yeah, but they're not. I've known them over a year or, exactly. how it, you know, we've got to know each other. Obviously, I'm not going to put myself in any kind of dangerous situation. No, no. but um, no, you do. And they're real friendships. Definitely. It's a nice thing to be able to, somebody you would never have met. Like, I don't know any writers in real life. And I was Mm -hmm. very unlikely to meet anybody that's open about erotica writing. So when you meet somebody else, absolutely. And it's all of a sudden you've got this massive thing uncommon. Yes. And what I've found is that people will listen to you drone on about writing so much when they don't have an interest in writing (laughs) before (laughs) You can see their eyes rolling and they're like, oh my goodness, when's this going to end? <laughs> but, but with other erotica writers, it's like, oh, and this and this. And it, you can't yes. get enough of it. You're, all of a sudden, it's like, you just, it's a kindred spirit type of feeling, isn't it? Yes. Good word for that. Yeah. <laughs> kindred spirits. Two words. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has just been amazing. I've had so much fun talking with you. Is there anything else you've want to talk about? I mean, I've been asking all the questions. Is there anything that you want to say or ask me or talk about? No, I think we have covered so, so much. We've covered such a vast variety of things. Again, it's been just brilliant. I've had so, so much fun. Oh, I have too. I had a blast. I just had so much fun talking to you. You're you're an amazing person. And I just really love to read your work. And I'm so looking forward to reading more of your work in your novel and I'm, I'm pumped. 
oh thank <laughs> you oh I know I do know as I said at the beginning thought of coming on again and having a chat with you and go, doing this again I was like oh I cannot wait I just know that it's going to be such an interesting <laughs> conversation and you're just so good at what you do and it's just that you put me at ease immediately and I feel like oh I can just talk about anything it's great and thank you so much for making me feel like that oh I'm so happy that that thrills me to hear you say that I'm so happy because that's that was that would be that's what I want you know that's that's fantastic yeah (laughs) what now now at some point you come back on a third time right yes when the novel's done (laughs) there we go that's the plan (laughs) and if something comes up beforehand give me drop me a dm and we'll we'll schedule that in so yeah absolutely Yes. Oh, I'd love that. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and I'm just, I had a blast. So I hope you have an amazing day. Oh, thank you, Rue. And you too. And thank you so, so much for having me back. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. Thank you. Take right. care. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to this amazing, so much fun chat that we had. She's an amazing person and I hope you check her out. I hope you check out her writing and on Medium as well. Check her out on Medium. I should see what she is called on Medium. Let me check that out. I would be helpful so that you can search for her on Medium. I'll put the link to her Medium down in the podcast notes as well. I am looking for my Medium app. Medium is a great place. If you like to read erotica, there's so much there. It is a subscription site, but I think it's only like five bucks a month and you can get unlimited erotica. And there's so many other topics there too. I mean, it's just a great platform for reading. And so it's like you have reading material wherever you go because of the app. On Medium, she is Lucy Lewis. And here's her blurb. I'm going to read that. I am a mother and student teacher. My first love was writing, and the passion still burns bright. I write about my experiences and emotion. Call it therapy. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, and I will put my links down in the podcast notes. I have a new audio book that just released. I narrated a story, a novella, short story, for Benson E. Wolf. So, If you look on Amazon or Audible, I'm going to put the link down in the podcast notes so you can access it too. This is Daddy Never Had to Use His Belt on Me Before, a BDSM impact play spanking story. Yes, the female character gets spanked. She gets spanked very hard. This is an impact play story. So you can check it out if you're into that kind of thing. Here's the the book blurb. Andrea keeps making the same mistakes over again. But when Daddy Todd shows up to find out why his teaching colleague and friend didn't show up for work, she will have to submit to the spicy lesson plan that will leave a lasting impact on her in the end. Is Todd prepared to use corporal punishment on his naughty cheerleading coach? When will she realize that this won't be a sexy punishment? but punishment that will make her look back and feel the steam rise as her skin flushes many colors. The age gap between the two naughty friends will not stop Todd from making sure that her tale will tell naughty tales. So this is an erotica book, and you can find it on Audible. 
and it gets pretty intense. It's definitely impact play, and I really had fun playing this role of the woman being spanked, and of course, I played the Dom, too, the Daddy Todd role. It was really fun for me to play, and I really got into it, so I hope you check it out and give me a rating, give me a review. It's Benson's words and my acting and my narrating. So check it out. It was really fun. So check it out in the podcast notes. I will put the links there and my link tree to all the links where I am across the internet. I want to thank you for taking time and listening to this podcast. I hope you found it as enjoyable as Lucille and I did. We really, really clicked and had so much fun. And I hope that you enjoy this as well. I hope you have an amazing, sexy fucking day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. <laughs>